Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello and welcome everybody to the next podcast episode. So today we're going to be talking about something huge, something awesome, and it's going to help you avoid a lot of mistakes. And it's called the top 10 mistakes people make when developing an emotional connection, basically trying to get back that deep, deep emotional connection that you had once before or even develop it even beyond that. Oh, yeah. And to be honest with you, we're going to be hitting on some things here that not only are these the top 10 mistakes people make, but they're the top 10 mistakes people make because of internet gurus tell them these are the top 10 things you should do other professionals let's just be honest they come a lot from the professionals like counseling in those aspects of like professionals these are like the top 10 things like we're gonna be talking about like the top 10 things that are advised and so let's go into discussion about those yeah and one of the things i do want to emphasize here on so you got and i use air quotes when i say professionals because most counselors and therapists are a complete joke but then when you got the other side of it like you have gurus. We're mainly going to be talking about internet gurus here. And that's I put those in the same category as professionals. But when it comes down to it, you got internet gurus. They've gotten results for like maybe a small, minuscule amount of people, but maybe even themselves. Or they maybe they failed their second marriage like a lot of these people like that come to us from these other programs and stuff like that. And then they say, oh, now I know how to help you fix it. No, no, no. That's a that's an internet guru. What you really want to listen to is people like us, which I classify as industry leading experts. Yes, we did not have to go through a divorce and get it right the second or third time before <laughs> we can help yeah. others, right? But this is honestly one of the most common, you know, desires we hear from people is that they want to have that deep emotional connection. You know, they want to have that love and they're tired of feeling like roommates. A lot of women are tired feeling like a maid. Men don't want to feel like a paycheck. Some women the same. And honestly, they just want to have a real connection. And so, you know, they, they've been existing for just quite a long time, actually, and going through the motions. And they're at the place of like, you know, I want that deep emotional connection back. 
And so the turn to whichever one of the avenues, like we've already mentioned, whether it be the internet, a counselor, a book, a book's really common too, podcast, and, you know, they dive into these things. And so we're going to talk about, we're going to break down like the 10 most common, but essentially in this aspect, you know, most relationships are out of place of, you know, of going through the motions. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm not the only one, but you know, when you go home from work and you wind up in your driveway, but you're not sure how you got there, you're like, mm, I don't remember anything about the drive home. Like I know I got in my car, but now I'm home and it was completely on autopilot. Well, this is not how you're supposed to live life in general, but especially how your marriage should not be. And I know I was, I used to fall in this place all the time of, I would go to bed and I'd be lying there and be like, okay, so I know everyone's in bed and we're all home and fed, like the kids are fed and I'm tired, but that's all I remember of my day. And like, that's it, just going through the motions. And that's not what we're designed for. So we understand if that's where you are, but you can have that deep emotional connection. And we're going to tell you the mistakes to avoid. Yeah. So some of the things we're going to go over here are going to be the top 10 ways your typical internet guru will tell you to develop an emotional connection that you want to avoid and Honestly, they're not bad tips. They're just, they lack a lot of context. Yes. Uh, and so like, they, cause they a lot of context because they don't, they don't understand uh, what's going on behind it. They don't understand how to fix it. The reason why is because a lot of these people that have been through this, they've been through it and failed. And then they developed a false sense of security because they didn't really fix it the right way. And, or they've learned it through a book. So we're going to tell you, how to avoid these things is we've actually experienced it real life and came out successful the first time. But anyways, uh, the second thing here we're going to go through is the problem with, with starting there and why it's, why it's going to set to fail and then where to start. Yes. So. And, and warning, I just, a warning, warning. We need a little siren button like do, do, do. Okay. Well, I can put that on and the little soundboard here. They'll think an emotional connection. I, I like getting to play it out though. Um, Fits me. Um, building an emotional connection doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Like, oh, it should come natural. No. It does not. That's um, a whole nother podcast. I'm is. pretty sure we've done multiple times. But an emotional connection, that love, I'm just not feeling it. Oh, I wonder why. Because you're just waiting for it to happen. Like God's going to sprinkle some magical fairy dust on you and you're going to feel in love again. Yes. And like, no. And Eros love may seem like it just happens. And that's that like, oh, like that first time I, I, you know, we met or right when we first got together or even like affairs are typically associated with that type. And, you know, but honestly, that love will disappear faster than a cheeseburger at fat camp, especially when you start doing life together. Like Eros love is not what sustains for a long, for a lifetime. Eros love, same thing with a kid getting a toy. Christmas, all hyped up. I got to have this toy. They get it by January. You're not even talking about a month later. Like they done forgot, moved on. They want something else or they're bored, right? So no, like emotional connections don't just happen. It does take time and effort. Yeah. And honestly, uh, agape love, which is unconditional love, is a love that, that you develop intentionally. It's not something that just happens. 
uh, you have to develop it intentionally. You have to make sure that it happens. And uh, if you don't, then it won't, it won't develop. It's just what it is. Yeah. And my last thing I'm going to say on that is to like, if you're sitting there going, well, like I just can't, like I just can't build my connection and I can't love my spouse. I can't, 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 can't. Certainly am not trying is what you mean there. And it's the acronym. starting like setting yourself up to fail. Like the moment you say you can't, you literally shut down your brain to come up with any kind of solution and you will reject anything that doesn't go along with like, I can't. So you have to eliminate that from your verbiage and be open-minded. Yeah. And don't so. say, don't say, well, like, well, we can't because we've been through X, Y, and Z. Hello. We're the, we're the, you know, exception here. You can't tell that to us ever. Reason why is because we've been through more, most likely more than way more than what you have ever been through. Not saying that's not, we have people that come to us that have been through quite a bit. Don't get me wrong. But um, and we're not demeaning any of that, but you cannot say that to us because we've actually been through everything minus death. So yes. Yeah. Um, and there, there is no brownie points for that. So don't strive for that. Okay. Um, so let's dive into this. So tip number one, that is typically said number the, one of the first things when people are like, Oh, you need to develop an, a deeper emotional connection. The number one tip would be you need more communication, communicate. Typically, you're you guys just need to communicate more. Yeah, just communicate more. Oh, I, I didn't know that was the answer. So typically, you know, if you're told you're, if you, if you tell someone you're having marriage issues, they're like, oh, you need to spend more time together and communicate. You just need more communication. So carve out some time for you two to just talk. Oh, that's a time bomb waiting to explode. So, now, <laughs> communication is important in relationships, huh? A thousand percent. Now, but let's talk about why out of context and just adding in more communication is a massive problem. So that's the, just a, for that's internet guru tip. Number one, communication, just for clarification there. If you're listening, you're taking notes, that's internet guru tip. Number one, communicate, just communicate, just talk it out, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, the problem with this, obviously if, if you need communication, but can't communicate um, and you lack the effective listening skills and you have the inability to express feelings. I mean, I'm not just talking about surface level feelings like, oh, I'm glad caveman. I call them caveman feelings. I'm glad, sad, happy, mad. There's there's so, so much, many more. So many more feelings and deeper things going on there. Not to mention, if you don't even understand how to communicate them to yourself, nor get to them to yourself, nor get to them and being heard on a true, deep, intimate level on a very subconscious level that you're not even aware of and how to express your innermost character, innermost, innermost version of you, then you're not going to be able to really communicate to other people or draw that stuff out of other people. No. And communication is essentially going to suck there, right? Like, cause you, you have to be able to have all of those things. And let's just be clear. It, when you guys talk right now, it doesn't go well, <laughs> you know, someone's unheard Someone feels like they have to suppress their opinion, that they're not allowed to say what they want. They're walking around on eggshells. And if you're like, yeah, I know that's me. Okay. So if, you, if you're doing these things, then why would communicating more be beneficial? Like that doesn't make any sense, yep. you know, and you, you have to be able to understand yourself. So the problem here is 99% of our society has no idea how to actually understand themselves on a deeper level. You know, I'll speak from my own experience here because like anger was like my go-to emotion. And I remember one time, like I was boiling mad, like literally zero to a thousand. If I had a baseball bat, I would have like been very destructive in that time. Like I, I was Most likely mad. towards me. Probably. Um, however, <laughs> 
Like, I really wanted to knock someone out, like something out, right? Like in this aspect. And Tommy goes, hey, what's wrong? And I legit had no idea. Like, I don't know. I was so mad though. And I was like, I have no idea. And then guess what? I Then I felt like a freaking crazy person because I'm like, here I am. I have no idea, but I'm so mad. And then, but yet we're told to communicate. Okay. Like, yeah, and that's not going to go well. I do want to say a caveat here. So like when it comes to people, I've, I've heard people say this before. Well, we don't, we're not on eggshells really, to be honest with you, but it just keeps looping over and over again in the same problems. You never actually solve it. That's still an issue. Because you're not being heard. A very big issue. Because you're not being heard. You don't know how to understand it. You don't know how to express it. And honestly, I would really, really question. It may not be on eggshells to the higher degree of some other people, but there's eggshells there because you're not Mm -hmm. being able to, like, communicate effectively and say the things. And solve the problem. So if you're not able to solve the problem, you're not able to communicate. Part of communication is problem solving. So if you can't communicate through that full extent to have that solution, then it's not working. So also... Another problem is is most couples talk in defensiveness. When the other person is talking, they are legit prepared for battle. They're like, okay. Ammunition. They're like, I'm gathering my ammunition. You know, um, here I am. Like, I don't know how to talk without be defensive. Like, you know, or when I share, they get defensive or they feel attacked. That is so common. And so I want to know, tell, tell me how, if these are how your communication looks, how is more of this going to fix the problem? Yeah. So what we see more often than not, honestly, is it causes more issues. Number one, there's yelling, there's screaming sometimes, or on, on top of everything else, there's other emotions going on that they're not really aware of. And someone ends up shutting down Yeah, and all to what, keep the peace. Quote and then, unquote, yeah, keep the peace. Keep it's the not peace, actually. avoid confrontation. But then a lot of times, sometimes too, uh, people will go into this like, and just not even go into the conversation. They just like shut down or have conflict avoidance or stonewall. There's a lot of things that go into play there just because they're just kind of like, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to be hurt anyway. So may as well just like not talk. And none of that is actually good communication. And, you know, so typically after like one person shuts down and, you know, there's no actual like fighting and one person just becomes really passive and like whatever you say, that's when couples are like, oh, we had good conversation. We both agreed. it's like, no, someone's giving up themselves and it's building resentment and stuff. So, you know, that's really important in that aspect to be aware of because communication takes first knowing, you know, what is going on with you on a deep level before you're able to actually express it. Then you actually have to know how to express it because this whole like yelling, screaming, belittling, name calling, defensiveness, attacking, you know, all of those things is not making you heard. And then how do you listen? Most people have no idea. And so, uh, you know, these are all really big skills. And some people think that they're great at conversation. I know several of these people, but really all they do is talk. They use a lot of words. (laughs) They just talk a lot. And they're terrible at listening. They're terrible at talking. They just, they communicate. filler words. Like just blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of stories that are just useless and I don't give a crap about. Like, it's just a lot of stuff that like, I'm just like, dude, they get on calls with me and I'm like, look, this is all irrelevant information. I do not need to know. Um, when it comes down to the whole story of grand scheme of things, it's like going off on the random aunt and uncle, how they pissed off their other person one time in the story of the grand scheme. It's like, dude, this is pointless. <laughs> uh, and so this is, uh, you know, this is a skill obviously like we work with and we teach our clients how to actually listen. And, you know, it's always such an awakening moment when the talkers have that realization and they're like, wow, I actually don't communicate well. I thought I was an amazing communicator cause I can talk. <laughs> 
that is not communication. Just because you can run your mouth doesn't mean you're a great communicator. Just saying. Also, uh, when it comes to like being able to know, you have to know what's going on internally with you too. Um, And I just wanted to emphasize that point because if you don't, and, and you may, you may say like, oh, I know what's going on internally with me. You don't know. You don't know. If you haven't gone through a course, you don't know. I'm sorry. You may have been, been aware of some things, but if you haven't gotten to them on the deep level that we go through, because no one else does that on the market, you're not there. I promise you. And another area we want to address, like why is just communicating a problem? It's like, especially for men. Okay. Like I'm going to hit on the men here for a minute. Men aren't going to just be able to just communicate and just start communicating so effectively. Uh, less, you know, honestly, they haven't been taught to communicate and most men are taught these things. Shut up, suck it up, be a tough guy. Real men don't cry. You just need to work harder. And, you know, just, you just need to be, you know, just provider. It's literally men are taught in our society to not have emotions, like, and not express them. And now most men are at a loss because the women want the emotions. And to be honest, like we know the men actually crave and want to be able to express themselves. I can't tell you how many men I talk to that they're like, I just don't know how to express myself. And I'm like, I know because you weren't taught in that aspect and you're dying to be heard, but you don't know how, especially without being attacked or being called a jerk. I know I, I, I used to do that to Tommy all the time. So, uh, you know, in regardless, in regards to everything here, that's on the communication side. Now, and second internet guru tip number two, being vulnerable with your spouse. You just got to be vulnerable with them. Just be vulnerable with them. That's be all. Vulnerable. Just be open up and be vulnerable. Take down all your walls. That's, that's what you got to do. Like be open, vulnerable with your spouse, share your fears, your deepest, darkest things, just throw up everything out on the table and insecurities included. Take safety, but vulnerability is where deep connections really start, right? That That's true, right? Take Vulnerability is key, but... Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about this because uh, being vulnerable and just sharing fears, dreams, insecurities, like the deepest aspects of yourself. Um, okay, let's talk about the problem with, you know, just all of a sudden just being fully vulnerable with your spouse. Number one, it does take safety. And in that aspect, and most likely you're at a point where you don't feel safe to be open to share your most vulnerable areas of your life. Yeah, it takes trust. And if the trust has been broken, should you just trust your spouse because that's who they are? No, that's stupid. Yeah. No. If they've broken trust, that crap has to be earned back. So absolutely not. And another problem is, you know, you've probably done that in the past. You know, you're probably like, I have been vulnerable. Yeah. And it probably wasn't met really well with me it wasn't like uh, wasn't well received i should say it can be met oftentimes the defensiveness yes belittling disregarding blowing stuff off told to get over it it's not that big of a deal those are common things that are said when people are being vulnerable uh you know i know that there has been some big and little things in our marriage that before we were healthy individuals that we both had told each other just to get over like, like that's not a big deal. I'm merely hurt. <clears throat> uh, Sorry, he, I cleared my you throat. You would, would tell me on some things, uh, for sure. Like I used to say all the time, oh, what is it? Let me guess. Your guess. Let me guess. Oh my Your gosh. mentality is just rub some dirt in it. That was rub a very dirt in it, right? triggering statement for me for a long time <laughs> because I heard that for so many years in like during Hell on Earth. So um, I was just like, get over it. Let's move on. But that doesn't work. So, um, you know, you're told to be vulnerable. But there's obviously a lack of emotional trust. 
there's probably a point of even feeling like there's emotional abuse. So if you feel like you're in that position, how will be putting yourself into what feels as a quote unquote dangerous place going to fix things? Like being more vulnerable and opening yourself up to more pain, more hurt, and without any understanding of any of the deeper aspects, like how can that fix things? Yeah, not you can't even communicate. Going back to communication, you can't even communicate how you're truly hurt no. or your deeper emotions. It, like it's a waste of time. You're not even going to be able to communicate and be truly vulnerable on the level that you should be. That you have no clue even how to be. Yeah, and just to be honest, we have found in every marriage that we have ever helped, and even those that we haven't, that you know there has never been a hundred percent vulnerability in the relationship. There's been walls up of some sort. And that's the thing the is time. because the entire time, the entire, even, even dating, there was still walls up. And, um, you know, in that aspect it's because of these things that people are unaware of and, you know, and it comes down to like, how can you truly be vulnerable with someone if you don't know how to be vulnerable with yourself? That's a big aspect. Most people are living in a survival state. They have their true feelings hidden and they're in a state of fight or flight they don't know how to dive into their emotions. And then they're in this aspect of, you know, just completely disconnected because they are in survival. So if you're constantly in survival mode in a state of fight or flight in that state, you're not going to be able to actually tap in and understand in what, what's going on to be vulnerable. So if you can't be vulnerable with yourself, how in the heck can you be expected to, and told to just be vulnerable with your spouse, the one who's hurting you and like aiding in this aspect, just saying. And you have to understand like the level of vulnerability that's needed. You don't know how to get to yourself, nor are you aware of that are that even exist in terms of like what's truly going on at the core of things for you. So it, you won't be truly heard. It's a waste of time unless you do it the right way. Now, internet guru tip number three, just have empathy, right? This Ooh. is a hard one for some people like me. Um, we, we, <laughs> Like empathy is not, it's still not my strong suit. I'll be really honest with you. I'm working on it continuously, <laughs> but, um, but regardless, like have, just have empathy. That's internet guru tip number three. We discussed this, you know, on a call last week, uh, I believe you're referring to like the clients, right? The client call we did, I believe, but, uh, no, this, we did discuss like how to have empathy on the last podcast episode. Um, in that aspect, like we did talk oh, we about did, it. Okay. Um, but like, and so like some just basics, but this is why it's a problem to start with. And just like having this as a fix because, you know, yes, empathy is a skill. Like it's a skill that anyone can learn, but, um, we're told just like, Hey, have empathy, you know, understand and validate your spouse, show them compassion, show them support. And it's like, okay. Now, so. A lot of this is done a lot. So there's a lot of problems with this, but a lot of this is done most of the time from a place of like, um, Oh, I've been, I've, they, they recognize this. So they do all these different things. They're showing all these different things, but it's done by grit. I call it the grit factor because they have to, at this point, most time, this is someone standing here when it comes to this and they they have to implement these things, but has there been really any true change to who they are? They think there has, but reality is just the grit factor. They haven't really truly changed the core things. Reason why is because they haven't got to deeper beliefs. They haven't built any foundation. So there's no, there's no true change here. Just to put that out front here. Yeah. And one of the other problems with this is you have to actually know what empathy is and have it developed as a skill. Let in me a, just in tell a heart you, position too. <laughs> it's a heart position. And if you're in a state of like survival of fight or flight in that, you know, 
that state and you're just going through the emotions and you're zoned out all the time, there's no way you have empathy because it's a skill and it takes energy and effort for the skills. And on top of that, if there's a lot of unresolved issues and conflicts, like things being swept under the rug, there's heightened tension and you know, you feel like it's their way or the highway. Well, let's just be real. All of this stacking up between the two of you, let's just be honest, it causes overall a lack of, I don't care what you have to say. And I'm tired of not being heard and understood myself. And let me just say, this is me. I told Tommy all the time, I am tired of it being all about you. What about me? Mm -hmm. This is a massive problem. This is stuff you don't understand if you haven't really truly been to this. The, 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 it's a joke listening to people that have degrees and haven't actually been through this because you don't know these things. These are things you don't find out through a book. You That's, can't know these things unless you've gone through this. It sounds great. Hey, have more empathy. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's like, okay, but what do I do with all the hurt and the pain and the resentment? Because my desire to have empathy in the midst of hell on earth is out the window. In fact, like there were nights like I thought about just like punching him in the face. So, and you're telling me just be empathetic. And I'm like, hmm. And so essentially it, you know, it ends up with more resentment, anger, and typically one person will continue to suppress himself for the other. So when I was standing and I did all of the like books and the tools and the tactics and just all the being nice and, and, you know, all of those aspects, like that's what it did. It built up more resentment and I just did not like him even more and found more faults. Yep. So that's, that's that one. Now we're going to go into internet guru tip number, number four here. And this is spend more quality time. This is, Oh, I see this one. All the time. Yes. Uh, spend more quality time regularly dating, hobbies, games, relaxing, Netflix and chill, whatever. Connect, enjoy being around each other. That all sounds like really good advice that from a great, surface Tommy. level if you don't know what you're talking about. Let's, However. Let's break this down. Especially because yeah. I really love the last one you said. It, you, you said that, you know, they just need to connect and enjoy being around each other. Can you imagine us being around each other like in hell on earth? Did you enjoy being around me? <laughs> no, not even close. So like, you know, the, oh my gosh, this it, is so many <laughs> levels of wrong. But like this makes is, me laugh. this is one of those things. And I'll be honest with you. When we were in hell on earth, like we wanted to avoid each other at all cost. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I can tell you, I wasn't wanting to spend time with him at all. And when we did spend time together, it was miserable and we would just fight more. Yep. Uh, like we were tired of the negativity, the drama. Well, mainly her. She, oh, yeah. was, she was tired of like just, she was and talking like, about it. I was like, oh my God, she's stop like, We've talking talked about, about, about this a million times already. How stop. many more times we got to talk about it? We know the same thing every single time. And it never goes anywhere. Can we just focus on the positive and be I happy? Like, I just want to be happy. Shut up. Like, quit talking. Yeah. Um, I was like, can't we just focus on what we're doing? And he's like, we. He's like, but I can't. And yeah, so obviously like we would end up angrier. Neither one's right. Yeah. Like you got to do it the right way and ignoring the problems with what I call ignorant positivity is not no, something that's good. My way wasn't like the way that I wanted to do it at that time was not good. Neither was it. So it wasn't talked about all the time. It wasn't avoid it. You actually have to resolve it in a healthy way. Um, but I would just sit there. I would, I would end up so mad or I would be sitting there thinking about, man, it'd be so peaceful without you. Hmm. Kind of sounds like a lot of the I love you, but not in love with you. But uh, in this aspect, most people also are fully aware that they should spend time together when they're married, right? But it doesn't happen. 
So telling them to do more of what they think isn't possible isn't going to work either. So even if they're not at that far off state, like they're still like not doing it and there's still problems going yeah. on. It's a, it's a lack of number one priorities, which is it's supposed to be God first, then you in a self-care way, then your spouse, you know, then slash marriage and then your, then your kids, then your business work purpose, then your extended family and friends after that. And a lot of people put this in order of like a lot of times, like kids first, but regardless, that's still not the biggest issue here. No, that's still by far not the biggest issue. And I can probably, I can guarantee you that's not what's going to cause the, the, the next problem. Now people, people want to like spend quality time with each other and different things like that. Um, in some cases, but here, what I will say is like that what's going to happen is, okay, well, you're like, let's spend quality time. Let's go on dates. Let's reconnect. And mm. let's do that. Let's get the spark back. And then, so here's what's going to happen. If this, if one spouse is off, like the on the on the fence, off the fence, on the fence, like they're kind of swinging back and forth, not really sure if they really want it or not. You're the one now trying to save it. If, if that's you, you suggest spending more quality time. Guess what's going to happen? Or even if they do, it doesn't really matter. What's going to happen is they're going to all it's going to do. It's going to be awkward. There's going to be a huge disconnect. It's going to highlight the disconnect and withdrawal and everything in the relationship. The lack of love and connection there and all they're going to do is come back and say you know what i just really don't think we're meant for each other or i love you but i'm not in love with you mm -hmm. those are the things that are going to come up if they haven't yet they will when you do stuff like this and and, and people like i don't think so i'm just going to go ahead and do like and they come back to me and they're like oh you were right yeah <laughs> i know i'm right yeah, uh, you know so so just listen here right in this aspect of yes like in a healthy marriage, you should, should spend time together. Like that's great for an already healthy relationship in that aspect. But when there's all of these other things going on, it will highlight the disconnect and lead to that breaking point. So uh, another internet tip in number five is just express appreciation. Like express that appreciation, have gratitude, you know, acknowledge the things they do. Don't just focus on the things they don't do. Focus on what they do and appreciate them. You got to say internet guru tip. Oh, internet, sorry. Internet and guru tip number, number five. five. And tell them that you love them. You know, don't take them for granted. You know, they may not always be there. Now, that is a the truth. They may not be there. They might die or they might just flat out walk out on you. Like, that's truth. However, let's talk about the problem with just expressing appreciation. This is a joke. <laughs> anyway, it's like um, this oftentimes <clears throat> is going to, especially if, if she's the one that's done a lot more of everything and led. Oh, man. This is this is gonna piss her off even more, and especially if she's the one trying to do the appreciation, and she's been the one doing everything. This is gonna build so much resentment. Oh on yeah, so many levels. And let me just tell you, so this was me, and it kind of goes back to one of the other ones we had mentioned earlier. But in that aspect of you know, like I was doing everything in the relationship, like managing, like you know, at that time Tommy was a man child; he wasn't a leader. Yep. There's a lot of men child, <coughs> men child, men, men children, like whatever you want to call it on there. But um, in that aspect, and so appreciating him for what, like what, like literally, like good job you did the dishes this one time. Congratulations! She like, just asked me, do you want a cookie? Do you want a cookie? I was like, I do them oh, three times a day, off. every day. Like we've been married for how long? Three times, you know this, and then some days, like when there's snacks, there's more, and you did dishes one time today. Woo! 
like bravo you like it's still like like the idea of like having to celebrate <laughs> we someone so like pe- that we were so petty and spiteful <laughs> oh. when it comes to these things yeah but. so one like that's a massive problem like right like there's that uh seriously like you want me to appreciate and uh like in that aspect like to appreciate what um and then it still comes back to like what about me like are you gonna are you gonna recognize all that i've done and don't get us wrong we firmly believe in appreciation it's one of our core values and i will speak for myself here i show appreciation like more than any person i know like literally and this is one of my pet peeves like i i watched a line of kids go through a door yesterday and only three of them said thank you to the person holding the door. And I wanted to go smack all the other ones upside the head and go say, go back and say thank you. Right. Just small things like that. Right. They weren't my kids. <laughs> it was in public. So I didn't do that. Um, that was my thought. But within that aspect, it, you know, appreciation is massive. But if you think this just will fix things, that's a huge joke. And in all aspects. And one reason why is because when you express appreciation, but it doesn't do anything like or you don't receive it back, it builds up what? What happens when you build up more and more like, you know, like, hey, like I did this, I did this and it's not working. Like appreciation isn't being given back or it's not being recognized. Like there's still all this division. It's going to cause more walls, more resentment, more division. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like, see, I do everything. You don't do anything. You're the problem. Oh, this is good. This They're they're just an a-hole or... They're incapable of expressing gratitude or appreciation. What does that mean? Oh, oh, what's this book I read? They must be narcissistic. Oh, no. So, um, so retarded. It, so go back and listen to the narcissist one if you want to hit on there's that. There's two we're of not, them. There's multiple. We're so. not going to hit on that today. But And I used to tell Tommy he was an a-hole all the time. And I didn't actually say it. I literally called him an a-hole all the time. So um, in this aspect, a uh, fun fact uh, fun fact for you. Why, why is this a problem just expressing gratitude? Uh, the science behind it, our brains don't process everything we hear. I know. You're like, I know, but I do. You don't. I love you. And scientifically proven, like, it's not possible to hear everything. And then also there's too much that comes in that we don't store everything. So there's a lot of science behind this, but what this turns out is a lot of expressed gratitude actually isn't processed at all. So it means you could be telling your spouse, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And they will still say, you never appreciate me. Or why don't you see what I do? This is when people are like, yes, I've been saying this. Like, I, and they're, oh, they're like, I tell you all the time I appreciate you. And they're like, no, you don't. And so it spirals. And especially as the one who has been going out of their way to express gratitude and being polite when, you know, pushing their emotions down in those aspects and just, you know, being nice. It's a vicious cycle and it, and it spirals. So you have to understand these deeper aspects and be able to get through like, well, what do you actually do and how do you make it be heard and all of these other aspects because otherwise just expressing more gratitude, it's not going to be heard. It's not going to be received. It's not going to be reciprocated. And on top of that, they're still suppressing a lot of emotions. Absolutely. Internet guru tip number six here. Uh, You have to have shared goals and visions. Mm. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah. That's cool for someone that's had like, you know, work towards common goals, common visions, all those things. That's it's a great idea, but good luck with it working. <laughs> so let's talk about the problem because this one's funny. Um, okay, real serious. If you can't communicate, if you can't feel heard or safe, 
if you don't know how to be a team, how can you be a team and communicate and be on the same page working towards the same goals? You can't even get past conversations. Most people can't Much even agree less, on dinner. You can't even get past this today. <laughs> like, how are you going to get, how are you going to have <laughs> goals? Goals imply that you have goals for your future. You're living like now, like survival day to day goals. What are those? I don't even have time for that. Yeah. And you know, it, <laughs> this is so stupid. there's, so there's a lot levels. of different avenues in this one. Why it's a problem. Um, one is another one is typically what's going to happen is one person's going to sacrifice themselves out of the sake of the other. It's taken into this whole as be one when you're married, you are one. Oh my God. And it's like people like, Oh, this is like, this is a big pet peeve of mine. No, uh, you are two different individuals. You were designed for a purpose. Like you were called for a purpose outside of your spouse, right? Yes. You can work towards common goals. If you're in a healthy state, Tommy and I have, have goals in that aspect, but we are, are not one. We are not one. And this was a problem because in hell on earth, my goals were Tommy goals. Like it was like, yeah, his goals. Like I'm helping, you know, and you both can work together, but not lose who you are in your own goals. Yep. This is where oftentimes one of you lose your identity. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you do that into a lot of times, especially wife and mom happens a lot. You end up resentful, bitter, and having a very empty cup that fills up bitterness oh, yeah. and resentment. On top of that, like, when it comes to goals and stuff like that, a lot of people, one, you can't have goals. Like you don't even understand what you want in life right now other than you want out of this emotional roller coaster. You don't understand you on a deep level. The, the, the person that you, one, setting goals right now is pointless. Reason why is because you're not the person that you're going to need to be in order to set those goals. So the, the I, I had a mentor one time tell me, and he, and he mentored some of the most successful eight-figure, nine-figure business owners in the world. And uh, and he's very, very successful, very well-known. And he told me one time, everything I'm going to tell you is pointless. Because until you get you right, this stuff, goals, ain't going to work. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And so that's a huge aspect. And then also it puts a lot of pressure on, pressure on one of the spouses, like the spouse, whoever's goal you're going towards. And like, so one person's being sacrificed for the goal of the other. And that's a lot of pressure to keep you happy. Like, it's like, okay. And so there's a lot of pressure on both sides there. And everyone has a breaking point, like everyone. And so like, that's a massive massive thing but then identity is a, a factor here is if you don't have your own goals as well and it's just like whatever my spouse says and yes we're doing this together and like this is this is it and it's not like truly your own goals when life happens there will be a shift like life will happen someone might lose their job you know all of that sacrificing might be for nothing because they might lose their job you might move you know kids are going to move out they might have a massive career shift they're going to retire one day. So all the sacrificing for a career or position, that'll go away at some point. So all of these aspects, like life will happen. And if you're doing it this wrong way, like of what just people to say of, you know, have shared goals where one person's into the other and, you know, no idea on themselves, then literally you're going to have what people call midlife crisis. It's not really a midlife crisis. It can happen at any point. Yes. That's a whole different aspect. But it's going to break and, you know, you're going to be so far worse than what you are now. And literally, essentially, when people tell you just have shared goals, 
it's setting you up to lose your identity and to have a massive break when there is a life change. Yeah. And we're not saying you can't have shared goals, but the way that you are right now, it's not going to work. Yeah. If you want more, you have to become more. Also, I want to touch on one thing we didn't really touch on because people are going to misinterpret it and be like, the Bible says to become one, right? I get that. But God never intended for you to be like, oh, I, I handcrafted this person down to the, everything from the finger the fingernails to the color of their eyes to their hair texture to their skin color to their goals, their visions, everything. And I just want them to lose themselves into their spouse and not have any of that and lose all of their individuality, all of their identity. No, that's not what God meant with becoming one. God meant with becoming one in unity, unity, not losing yourself. Yeah. So get that out of your head. So this is important. So by the way, for full clarity, yes, Tommy and I have shared goals in that aspect. We're working we're working towards goals. And then we also work together as a team to accomplish our own individual goals that we're both in aligned with too. Yep. So Internet Guru tip number seven next, right? Have this is oh, this this is gonna be funny. Everybody's gonna be like, Yeah, let's go. Uh have more physical affection, basically have more sex. Or just uh, or physical phys- touch. Yeah, but. physical touch, hugs, kisses, cuddling, and sex. Like, so all aspects there, right? So they are saying also still have the physical, like the hugs and that, not just sex, but it's all going along with each other. So <clears throat> I really don't even feel like I need to say it about what the problem is, but let's talk about it anyways. If, if there's a breakdown in communication. Trust. Safety. Not, not being heard. Not being a team. There will not. And walls. There will not be any good physical affection. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, every now and then, there can be couples that, you know, have decent physical affection, like okay. And the reason why I say okay is because, like, we maintained being intimate and stuff like that. I've been going through all that stuff, but at least not all of it, but most of it. Um, and what I will tell you is it it's honestly just out of the need to like we were just it was selfish we had we had we had high needs like that was just and like we didn't we didn't want to go cheat and stuff like even though we did a lot um but regardless like it was just one of those things where we got our needs met we were just like it was just but it was emotional each other was a tool basically to get our needs met yeah it was emotionalist and it was it's still awkward uh in those aspects too right like there was a a lot of awkward moments connection there really And uh, in this aspect, but it, you also got to think about like the bitterness, the hurt, the resentment, all of this, like all of this is going to have massive impact. So uh, being physically intimate with someone is one of the most vulnerable states you can be like, literally you're, you're naked, right? Like in that aspect, you're naked. It's very vulnerable. And if you don't trust someone with their words or trust being able to like just openly talk and just be around them and know that you're in a safe place, how in the heck are you going to show up and just be like, Hey, here's all of me. Like, no, it's going to be like, no, I need to protect yeah. myself. You're in self-protection. Like how, so how is just like opening yourself up to like in this aspect going to help? It's not. And women end up feeling used, you know, they, they shut down. They end up putting up like rules and boundaries and they're like, well, you have to, you know, you didn't boundaries. do this. Um, yeah. The, in a, in a unhealthy way, like, let's just clarify. It's just, random things that they just start throwing out there. Right. And not actually addressing the issues. Yeah, Boundaries. It's funny. I was talking, it, I talked to a guy just yesterday about this and, and I told him, I was like, let me guess she's implementing boundaries. And I use air quotes here. I was like, she's implementing boundaries in a way where it's like, um, she's tired of, she's bitter and she's all very resentful. And now she's like, I'm going to put up boundaries. These are my boundaries and you got to abide by them. And these are my rules to get my way with things. And it's basically just rules. It's basically just like roadblocks to 
let her get her way with whatever she wants. That's like a child and throwing a tantrum. That's not real healthy boundaries. No, it's not. And so when it comes to like this physical aspect, right, men typically end up feeling like they have to meet a certain expectation before that they're able to be quote unquote rewarded with sex, right? So you can tell like sex is completely manipulated in aspects of it's like being used as a reward system. And that's not at all it's not healthy. It's not healthy. That's not what sex is designed for. Like sex is a great aspect. It was a gift from God in that aspect. And it's so taken out of context. Like sex isn't a reward system. It's not meant to be a burden. It's not meant to be a sore point. It's not supposed to be awkward, you know, but most of the time it is, you know, there's priorities are out of line. Cups are empty. You know, sex is seen as a chore. Men are worried about performance and it just ends up like one big hot mess. So yeah, most people, most people we know are, are also really carrying past trauma here too. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but a good chunk of people most, are. Yeah. Um, and you know, there was something in there was something in there when it comes to these types of things. You need to understand. Yeah, a lot of times, especially with the trauma, most people, not everyone, most people actually do have something though, some sort of traumatic aspect that goes to, you know, especially like sex or some sort of like sexual aspect that hasn't been addressed. Even if they've been in counseling, let's just be real. It's still not addressed. We help people, (laughs) we help people with like deal with, with rapes and abuse all the time. So you're not alone. And so if that's something that you've been through, that has a massive impact. And if you're like, oh, well I've dealt with it. That's not playing a role. I can guarantee you that it's not only affecting your sex life in that, in the, like the physical aspect, it's also hurting the emotional and you overall in a mental health aspect, like it's not processed. And so I just wanted to clarify there, but that is a massive burden and being hung up. And especially like the view, I'll say another one here is like, just how you view the opposite sex. You know, if you think like out for women, if you think men are just disgusting pigs who all they want is sex and you know, they're, that's all they're good for or is just like wanting that. And they're just annoying and needy and like, and just like pest. Guess what? You are going to have not like no desire to be with them. Yeah. Also, uh, also when it comes to this, it cracks me up in people because we get people that have been in counseling. We've had people that have been in counseling for 60 years, not even exaggerating, but people have been in counseling for 20 years whatever, all amounts of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't dealt with it. Not like we teach. Yeah. They haven't actually eliminated the problems. They may have, have awareness around it. Maybe even possibly, maybe on a deep level. Uh, probably not. But like when it comes down to it, even if they have it on an okay level, uh, what happens is, is they have just awareness. Like they basically just explored the issue, talked about it, never did anything about to freaking reprogram it. Becoming more aware of something is not fixing it. No. At all. You have to reprogram the beliefs that come along with this or else you're just doing nothing. Yeah. So let's just be clear. If if you just try to add in more physical intimacy, it's just going to add to the hurt, the pain, the walls, the resentment, the anger. Even if they go along with it, it's still going to build up and it's going to be destroying the self-worth and confidence of someone. So internet guru tip number eight is just respect your spouse. No, just respect. That's all I need. Just respect, right? (laughs) This is funny. Treat your spouse with respect and kindness, right? Sounds like a good thing to do. Create a positive and supportive atmosphere. Sure. Yeah. Value and respect, you know, both of you. That's a good idea, right? Like that, those are, those sound great. So you're like, what's the problem? Okay. So saying to do an action without any regard to the past hurts and pain, let's be honest, 
if you're here listening to this, then there hasn't just been one little thing that's hurt your feelings. There's lots, right? Like that's why you're here. There's been a lot of different things stack up. There's hurts, there's resentment, there's walls. Like, you know, there's so much things going on. And, you know, this also causes confusion. It's like, should I respect myself my, or my, not myself? Like, should I respect my spouse? You know, they're lying, they're cheating, they're drinking, they belittle me, you know, so just respect them. I'm confused. Like, so should I be a doormat? Also, what I want to do, I want to say, maybe you're not doing any of that stuff anymore. And you're like, man, it's been 20 years since we've done, or 10 years, whatever, since we've been through this. They still haven't let it go. It's like, just forgive, move on. Like, you know, th- we're, this has been, this has happened so long ago. No, stop thinking like that. I'm going to say one thing one time. You're wrong. You're wrong with that. So how that works, time does not heal anything. Time does not heal wounds. In fact, it just festers them and makes them worse. That's why you're still dealing with it. That's why they're not over it because you didn't do it right. Stop saying just get over it. That's not how it works. Yeah, it doesn't teach anything on how to actually work through the actual issues here, right? And no, like you shouldn't be a doormat. So this one really makes me mad and gets under my skin because it causes, especially like typically women or like men who are more passive, they haven't been taught how to be a leader. This comes into like being doormats. Like they end up being walked all over and then they're like, I don't know, I'm doing everything and I'm being so nice. And it's like, um, so no, it's called enabling at this point. That's not what that was taken out of context. Remember we said that these are missing a lot of context. That's one of them, right? So with all the unresolved issues, the bad behavior continuing, saying to just respect is really a joke. Like, yeah. yes, you can have respect in a marriage, but just not like that, right? So there actually has to be respect developed, but you have to work through those deeper problems. You have to actually like have all of the things that we've already mentioned, like the true communication, like the all, like the true resolve, the true issue, like all of those have to be solved first. Yep. Next one, internet guru tip number nine, just be adaptable. Like basically meaning your spouse will have different interests and you'll grow over time, support them as they change. <laughs> so mm, yeah, about that. Let's talk about this one. Most people are not growing in a healthy way. Let's just be really real. And not only that, some people think that they're not growing at other, like I'm the same. So let's talk about why is this a problem? Again, this is one that leads to a lot more resentment, bitterness, a loss of self, enabling bad behavior when taken out of context of just be adaptable. Uh, you should not, let me rephrase that, say it again. You should not be adapting to bad behaviors. Should not accept bad behavior. No. More disconnectment, like them doing their own thing as they neglect their family. And a lot of people start saying, like, I'm going to elevate me. I'm going to do me now. Just doing do me. Everything. Doing everything with zero regard to how it impacts other other people and your family is extremely toxic and should not be supported. Yeah. You just supporting that? Oh, my gosh. Like, we've heard so many different things here. This is such a big problem. Honestly, we've heard so many people doing things like paying for all, like they're, they're thinking about leaving and you're, you're enabling bad behavior by, you know, they're going out every night, sleeping around, potentially, most likely they're seeing other people, they're hanging out with the wrong friends. Um, they're, they're, they're saying they're done with the marriage, but yet you're paying all their bills. You're doing everything. You're enabling bad behavior. Stop. Yeah. And so let's not. So typically what this is taken as is the people who are trying to be adaptable to, to have compassion and understand understanding, actually, they end up lowering their standards and they get walked all over. Like this is completely taken out of context. 
yes, like things will change, right? In the aspect of Tommy and I are different in the aspect of like, we're not who we used to be. And I still challenge him to grow and he challenges me to grow to this day. And that's part of, you know, it's actually part of like our agreement and our, our expectation for our marriage. But it's not in the aspect of like, I'm going to do me and I have zero regard to the family. And, you know, if I want to go out and drink with my friends, then I'm going to. And like, no, that that isn't putting God first. You want to self-care your your marriage, then your kids. That's not putting in that in that order at all. So yeah, this is a result of people suppressing themselves for a long time and then being resentful and then all of a sudden having a breakdown and then they end up basically saying, I'm going to do me and they implement these childish so-called boundaries and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about guru tip number 10. Yeah. Recognize your spouse isn't your enemy. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, you were totally my enemy hundred percent, but it uh, says not to be yeah. so you know, just I should just know that you're not. Yeah, recognize. Seeing and that just, you no. tried to run me over a couple of times. Didn't try. I contemplated. <laughs> we, we've corrected <laughs> we this many of times. Threw but stuff at me. I mean, I could go I on didn't. and on. Like you know, try to smother me and kill me with a pillow. Like we've thought about different ways to kill you. When, I since, since when is someone that is thinking about ways to kill you not your enemy? Like just hello. It, it, the internet <laughs> says that your spouse isn't your enemy. You need to work together as a team. Work together. Just get, get along. along, get along, just get, get along, a, you work just together, to get along and work together. Work, work these problems out. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay. This is stuff that a counselor would say. Such if, an idiot here. Okay. So if we're supposed to just like figure it out and work through it, um, obviously we don't know how, right. In that aspect, like at that time of hell on earth, like we didn't know how, just like if you knew how to get through it and fix it and work together and be a team then you wouldn't be here either, right? So that's why I laugh at this is because like if you would have entered our house during hell on earth, you could tell we were enemies. We were in survival, fight or flight constantly. And yes, we had to defend ourselves from the attacks of the other, whether it would be, yes, there was some physical, but there was a lot of emotional, a lot of mental, a lot of the manipulation, uh, just so many different aspects going on and work together. That's so funny. We couldn't even ask about dinner without a full-blown fight being told, like, yeah. And so just being told, like, to work together means we should be able to do that, right? Work <laughs> together. I'm just trying to get to the day without dying from all the trauma that I'm going through. Work together. Yeah. So really, essentially, just being told to, like, recognize, like, y'all aren't enemies and you're a team, it absolutely addresses zero issues in the marriage. And to me, it's like walking into kindergarten, telling the class, hey, I need you guys to work together to build a car. Like a real and, car. Like a real car. And they will try with massive amounts of fighting. Like just trying to watch like that age range. Like, <laughs> But, you know, that's what's going to happen. They're going to try. And they're going to be trying. And they're going to be working really hard. And there's going to be a few of them that are really trying to be heard. But none of them is going to know like what to do. Their other ones aren't going to be listening. Then they're all going to be trying to like fight over like listen to me. It's like and, hurting a bunch of cats. And essentially... They're all like, they're, there's going to be a, most of them that are convinced that they know what steps to take and they're going to go down fighting to like death over it in the aspect of like, no, they know. Right. So no, like one work together, like, like just like in that kindergarten class, like they don't know how to build a car one, but yet they're convinced they do, but they can't stop fighting. Yeah, like they're not, they're not equipped whatsoever. It's like, it's like, um, Telling someone to bake a cake and then they don't they don't know any of the ingredients to do other than flour. 
Good luck with that. Yeah. Right? It's going to be a nasty cake. Um, or okay. it's not going to be any cake at all if you just have flour, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so gross. Um, also, another aspect in this is like just work together. Typically, there there's a spouse that's handling a lot. Uh, and so in our case, it was like I handled pretty much everything and Tommy did his own thing. There was a ton of resentment there. Like I was stressed out on the max. I wasn't like we weren't a team. He didn't know how to help. He didn't even know what was going on, you know, in those aspects. And then you also have people who, you know, have kind of like a split role. And, you know, so one person does one aspect, another one does another. But they're both so stressed out and carrying their burden alone that they think the other one isn't doing enough. And they're like, why don't you help me? The other one's like, well, I'm stressed out. Why don't you help me? What you do isn't as big as what I do. Oh, you want to get someone fired up? Tell them what they do isn't much. I'm <laughs> just saying. Essentially, that's going to spiral. And they're both going to feel taken for granted and alone in the marriage. So telling people to be a team is a joke. Yeah. So those are the 10 things that we want to go over with you. The 10 guru tips, um, internet guru tips. Stay away from gurus. They promise unicorn deliver a donkey every time. But anyways, uh, a few other factors that cause problems with all of these 10 things in the areas here. Yeah, we're going to go through just a few of these pretty quick in this aspect just to bring some awareness. But what causes problems in all of these areas is really like stress and external pressures. You know, so work pressure, like financial issues, family challenges, in-laws, like or a new baby or hey, like uh, I have like, you know, possible adoption, like all of these stress and external pressures is going to negatively impact all of the above. Yep. Another one is emotional baggage, past traumas, unresolved issues from previous relationships or even childhood experiences that are negative. Uh, you know, and a lot of things people don't even pick up on. They may not be serious, uh, what could be considered serious childhood traumas, but there's things there for mm -hmm. sure that can be beliefs can be foreign very easily oh yeah but you know another one is unresolved conflict from from a previous marriage uh, a lot of people we talk to have been on they're, they're on their third or fourth marriage here it's like something and it's funny is almost every time they blame the past person i'm not saying they didn't have issues going on for sure i mean i get I mean, people saying they're severely abusive i get that listen that that's that's their 100 percent to own up to but the reality is like honestly like most people can save the first marriage to be honest with you and on top of that and like literally hear my heart position on this. But if you keep having bad relationships, we, we at some point have to have like, what's the common factor? Like, why are you attracting that? Like, why are you attracted to that kind of relationship? It then becomes internal where it's, yes, it's the other person's behavior, but why are you attracted to that and desiring that kind of treatment? So that becomes an issue that you need to work on. So another one here is unmet emotional needs, though. This impacts literally all 10 of what we talked about. If you feel like your emotional needs are not being met, it's going to lead to a sense of massive dissatisfaction and distance in the relationship. And this whole quality time or be a team or, you know, all of those other things are, are a joke. And really a lot of a fair start here with their emotional needs just not being met in the relationship. Yep, 100%. Um, another one is unmet expectations. This is huge because unmet expectations that most time go on in some people's heads uh, end up with a lot of resentment. Oh, yeah. So overwhelming emotions that come from that, uh, you know, is one thing. But, you know, I can't believe this is where life is right now, where my life is at, not what I expected, broken promises. Oftentimes, you know, the other spouse just honestly forgot. Um, but vision destroyed and gone, like all these things. Like this is where they lose a lot of like just, really just get to a place of despair 
Yeah, like literally, like I, I have this is nothing what I like my one in my life to live like. Again, another part of the uh, midlife crisis here, right, is this right here. But another one that impacts every one of the ten is just loss of trust. And loss of trust does not just mean affairs, but it can be from affairs. It can be from messaging people, which is still affairs, by the way. It can be not following through on your word, so not affair related at all. But you just don't follow through on your word. It could be um, minor lies, big lies, a loss of emotional trust, like and having the improper steps to rebuild trust. So you stay in a place of no trust. Yep. So a lot of people here end up having like an overall lens of just diff- just different lenses on things. Number one, because they're different people, but also because of like beliefs that shape the reality. But just just seeing things different and really not agreeing on much of anything. Like people thinking that um, people are just the same. That's another one. You know, that's another one. Like people, people change and I would say go most time in a negative direction, not really a positive. They're always growing, but just, it just depends on what good or bad. And this one makes me laugh in the aspect because uh, there's also quite a few people here who try and say like, I'm the same and like, so I'm the same and you chose me and you better stick with me or like, you know, stop trying to change me. I'm like, okay, first of all, everyone changes daily. It's your choice on whether you're going to grow in a positive way or a negative way. And guess what? Like if you're not being intentional, it's going to make you more bitter, more angry, more cut off, more isolated, or you can choose to be wiser more connected and more developed. I personally know so many people and it breaks my heart that I know so many people who claim they're the same, but in reality, they are more lonely, more isolated and angrier now than they ever were. Bitter. You know, I've seen some great people, like some fun loving, like just people turn like bitter, you know, and they're like, I'm the same. I'm like, "Mm, no, you're not. Like, I'm going to stay like away from you. And then we also know people who invest into themselves. And yes, you have to be open-minded to do that in in order to grow, but are better off now than what they ever were. And you have to be willing to pay the price. Like when it comes to investment with time, energy, effort, sacrifice, all those things, like you have to be willing to do that. The Bible says, get wisdom and it's going to cost you everything, everything. So just know that. Also, uh, how to fix this. Or like, well, all these things are great, but, and I've done all these, but how do we fix this, right? Well, recognize it isn't your fault when you were, you weren't taught how to really do any of this. No. Like, we're not saying that like you have, you don't have your things you can own up for. We're not saying that you do hundred percent, but you never were taught how to have a marriage. I mean, I don't care if your parents were together for 50 billion years and they're still together. That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean they have a healthy marriage. That just means they're stubborn. So like, it doesn't mean that they may have a good marriage. Maybe highly doubt it. But like when it comes down to it, like they're just still together. Like this, this can change your kids generations to come. And really the relationship that you choose to have right now, not only with yourself, but your spouse can change everything. Absolutely everything. And so even though it wasn't your fault that you weren't taught these things in how to be a healthy individual, how to actually understand emotions and all of like the in-depthness there, it is your responsibility to learn. So if you're listening to this, you're aware. Now it's your responsibility to learn. And you weren't taught and that's okay. And that doesn't also, that doesn't mean that your parents are bad either. You know, they just didn't know. Like I love my parents, but and I don't think like my parents are bad parents. But at the same time, like they just didn't know, right? It is my responsibility to fix mine though and then to show up better for my kids and teach them and to change generations. Just clarify that. It's not her responsibility to fix her parents. 
<laughs> no. Fix, fix her, herself. To fix me yeah. and to show up better for my kids and teach them. Like, it's my job to teach my kids. And like in this aspect, like you have to own up, like no one else can be blamed for your misery. If you're miserable right now, you can't blame anyone else. Like you're it, 100% responsible for everything you allow or create in your life. And not like hear that with an open mind and like understanding like our heart position. Like we had to, you know, take that ownership. And that was really hard. That was one of the, my biggest struggles because I did like I was doing everything. <laughs> but just because I was doing and taking care of everything doesn't mean I was doing all the right things. I had a lot of enabling, a lot of my own bad behaviors, a lot. Like there was so much for me to work on, even though my whole circle validated me telling me I'm a, I was amazing. So bunch of fools. It is like. It, they just didn't know in that aspect. It still goes back to they didn't know. Like they they care about me and like they just don't know better, right? So in that, just have that in mind. That's why you have to be the start. So where do you start? You have to start with you. Now, I didn't say your spouse. I didn't say, hey, start on your spouse. Tommy, you need to fix yourself. Tommy, you need to to change yourself. Like, no, start with you. We're not saying, yes, continue to do the basics, like go to church, read your Bible, all those things. Those things are great. Don't go to counseling therapy. That's a waste of time. Anyways, um, here, you have to understand, you have to build all the right foundations, like with what we talk about in our program. Every every one of these we talk about, and you have to build all these. Mindset phase, we take you through that. We take you through changing also your lens on things, and your understanding, your skills, your communication, conflict resolution, your healing. You have to build all of the foundations, including things like, you know, the individual phase we go through and even the marriage phase. But you can't begin to work on the marriage until you've worked on yourself here. That's why we do things back to back with both of those. But you have to be willing to do both of those. Yeah. And a big aspect is you have to be open minded and not in a fixed state of like, this is the way it's going to be like, no, like you have to be open minded and, you know, be open to try new things and be coachable in that aspect. You have to learn that there's much deeper things that go along with every one of those top 10 like tips. Like there's so much missing out of context. Like you we have to learn. An, yeah, we the can develop context. an hour long podcast on each one of those tips easily. Uh, more, more, actually more. And probably six or seven or eight hours long. It's not as simple as talk more, listen more or any other tactic that ends up blowing up in your face. You need true change, true growth as a person. And you know, you don't have to walk that journey alone. Like that's why we're here. God called us to do this. I'm going to be transparent. I did not want to do this. Okay. It was never my idea to come out and say, Hey world, look how stupid I was and every mistake I've ever made. Like mm, I would have been good just keeping that covered up, but God called us to do this so that others don't have to live what we went and they can experience what we experience now of true peace, true joy and having a very like uh, like our marriage is awesome and i love the fact that my kids have been appalled and revolted and hid away from people in public who were fighting and they were so confused because that's not what our life looks like and they're like why are they acting like that right because that's not what my kids are exposed to like my kids are exposed to healthy relationships and they're being taught on much deeper levels on how to handle trauma, how to, how to handle life experience. Cause not all of life is like sunshine and roses. Like, you know, yes, like people are, you know, they've been picked on, like they have their own challenges, like their, their own strengths, their own weaknesses and learning how to work through these things. And so like, this is so important for you to learn. Yeah. Also, uh, I can promise you one thing, like when it comes to our kids, like when they get married one day, 
whoever that is, they're going to only be required to pay an exorbitant amount of money to do our program because uh, maybe even more than what it is because I want them to pay attention to it. But then also like they need to become healthy individuals. I'm not going to okay that marriage unless they do that. But like, regardless, like we wanted, we wanted to enlighten you today and really challenge you today. Mostly Mm -hmm. like just recognize that, that getting out of the hell on earth isn't going to, isn't going to be just fixed with one simple book or, a couple tactics like that's not how it works mm-hmm. like tools and tactics all that's going to do is just keep you on the emotional roller coaster so we just gave you the top 10 most common advice like things like tips guru internet guru tips that are given from other gurus and you know things like that counselors and, yeah, and, and from counselors and stuff like that but you really need expert advice and because otherwise you're just set up to fail and it if not now, like with time, as the pressure builds from like the volcano building with inside you of all the, the suppressing of yourself, like it's going to fail. It may not be, you know, tomorrow, but it's going to end up failing with that because you can't just ignore your emotions, ignore like how you truly feel. You can't just suppress and, you know, essentially like uh, ignore yourself out of existence. Like that doesn't work. And we don't want you to go through what we did. And we want to warn you not to take these little statements that, you know, above with the with like no context and run with it as a complete fix to your marriage because that leads to what we went through and we don't want that for anyone. Yeah. All relationships though are gonna take work and investment of time, energy, effort, money, all those things. Like so don't fall into this if it's if it's oh, this is hard. We shouldn't be together if it's this hard type of thing. No. Life is hard. Life sucks. Like when it comes to a lot of areas, like a lot of things, like people, especially Christians, like do things like, and like tell, Oh, well, when you become a Christian, everything's awesome. No, it's not. This is a sinful world. So remember, you have to learn these foundations. First of all, relationships repeat and get worse. And I promise you, I guarantee it a hundred billion percent. Every single one of you, even, even if you moved on to someone else that's so-called great right now, and I use air quotes, this is how I should have been loved all this time, blah, 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 mm. right? I've been there, done that, right, myself. And what I will tell you is, number one, it's fake. It's Aero's love. Two, on top of that, that relationship will fail too. It's only a matter of time. I see this all the time. You know, so if you're in relationship after relationship, like, like I mentioned earlier, that's unhealthy you know, I don't even care. Like if you just do this for you, like you, like you need to do this for you. Like you need to take the steps and fix like within like, and build those foundations within you so that you'll stop attracting the madness and the drama into your life. Like you can have peace and joy and there is healthy people out there in that aspect. And for your marriage, like those of you who are married, it fix your marriage. This one, like don't, you don't have to keep running around and like recreating those problems. Like, no, fix your marriage and, you know, build those foundations, truly take a stand. And I know it's exhausting, especially if you already feel like you're doing everything, but let's learn like what actual steps to take and not, and, and actually take some things off your plate so you can show up in a place of fullness. Absolutely. Now we told you all this because number one, we love you and care about you deeply and we want to see you succeed in all areas of life. Our goal isn't just to save your marriage. Our goal isn't just to help you become healthy individuals. Our goal isn't just to help you become the person that changes your family tree forever. All that's phenomenal. Our goal is to impact and build an army for God's kingdom. So ultimately we're here to equip you and build an army for God's kingdom and help you do that. But regardless, uh, we want to build an army of healthy individuals and healthy marriages that are, that are in unity and 
impacting the world Absolutely. that we have here. That being said, though, we love you. God loves you. And he always wants to see your marriage saved. Have a blessed day. Bye. Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.